0: Hello and welcome to the IOD Governance and Policy Units podcast. Since our last episode of the Director's Briefing, the government have announced a roadmap for reopening the economy and we're also fast approaching the budget on Wednesday. And so today we are going to talk about what the Chancellor's plans might be. My name is Joe Fitzsimons, Senior Policy Advisor, and I'm joined by our Chief Economist, Tej Parekh. Welcome, Tej. Tej, as usual, there's been a number of rumours flying around regarding what next week's budget might include. What are you expecting to see?
1: Hi, Joe. Um, So I think there's going to be three key areas of focus for the Chancellor. First is an ongoing extension to the COVID economic support package. So within that, we're likely to see the Chancellor decide that the job retention scheme or furlough scheme will be Extended alongside the self-employed grant support, and it's likely that this will kind of be extended, perhaps out until June, when, as we know, with the roadmap, the economy will be starting to open up again. We know that the Chancellor's appetite for providing an unlimited extension to this, perhaps you know, further out into Q3 and Q4, is limited given given the cost. So we're likely to see it taper off. Um, in the middle of the year. The other elements of COVID support that will be important and that we're likely to see an extension to are the business rates relief, because we know that many organisations will not be able to make productive use of their premises. So the logic there is that the chance will provide some ongoing relief for those businesses, in particular around hospitality, accommodation, um, some retailers who won't would have to open a bit later than other businesses. And therefore, for a similar reason, we, we might see uh, an, an extension to the VAT relief and also some additional support to help businesses to defer their taxation. On the jobs front, it's likely that we're going to see some additional measures to help prop up hiring and retention In a number of businesses, this may include additional support for traineeships, uh, additional support on on apprenticeships. And also one thing that the IOD has been calling for is uh, perhaps a relief to to employers national insurance contributions, which can give a one off stimulus, if you like, to a number of businesses to support their retention and hiring, particularly as the job retention scheme is slowly removed. And then lastly, we've been hearing rumours around potential for tax hikes. And I think this could be a budget where the Chancellor might start making some considerations um, around how do we pay back some of the spending that we've made in, in supporting the economy in this difficult period.
0: Sure and a big challenge for the chancellor is providing a bridge for businesses off of existing support and into the recovery but what economic constraints does the chancellor also face you mentioned tax rises is there a need for austerity
1: well clearly the deficit you know is is set to kind of rise to its highest level um since the world wars and obviously debt is also increasing at the same time there has been a bit of a kind of change in the debate uh, compared to the end of the financial crisis where austerity policy was kind of you know backed up and defended by organizations like the international monetary fund i think this time round, there's more of an international consensus that actually Fiscal support is crucial for the economy, and that's because we know monetary policy and interest rates are at a record low. So the real debate now is shifting more to how sustainable are the debt uh, interest repayments, if you like, uh, from from the um, the spending that the, the Chancellor has made. And the argument here really is, is that with interest rates at record lows, there is scope to provide more spending, provide an impetus uh, from fiscal uh, spending and, and, and tax reductions. Really, this is kind of a debate between the interest rate versus the growth rate. Now, if the economy is growing quickly, then that means that you're raising more tax revenue, and that tax revenue can go towards paying off uh, the, the the interest payments and and, and the debt that that were incurred over the course of the pandemic. The real risk is is that you know if if the chancellor moves forward with an increase in taxation, then there's an a chance that it ends up choking off the recovery before it's even kick-started and actually counterintuitively it may mean that because the growth rate is reduced and it means you know business re- businesses can't recover as quickly it may mean that we we aren't able to erode that kind of high level of debt quicker than we would have liked and we might actually need to see more austerity then Uh, we would have needed in the first place because the chance of perhaps move too early with tax increases. So, you know, in summary, this is really a a sequencing issue. What really businesses want to see is, uh, you know, government support in the form of spending, but also keeping tax rates low and, and where they are to allow businesses to kind of start growing uh, and then for therefore start paying um, tax revenue again, raising tax revenue. So that's the type of thing that we're hoping to see from the Chancellor. So there certainly isn't necessarily a need for austerity, and the debate is shifting more towards providing more fiscal
0: support. And are there any political constraints also facing the Chancellor?
1: Yeah, so I suppose alongside the, the economics, we we know that the Chancellor is liking to paint himself as a, a bit of a fiscal conservative. So, I mean, we know that he's been spending a, a lot uh, during the course of the pandemic and, and he's been prepared to provide uh, ample support to ensure that uh, jobs are supported in the UK. But he has also reminded us. That, most of these uh, announcements over the last year that he does want to pay the the money back in some way and he does want to return the deficit back to um sustainable levels or back to back to rates where we saw before the pandemic now that might be more of a kind of a political ambition to kind of you know uh, burnish his credentials as a as a fiscal conservative and it could also be to to distinguish the conservative party more broadly from from the labor party as as the party that are concerned about the uh, public finances whether or not there is a need to be considering it so strongly now the other element is of course uh, the election now <laughs> we're not expecting an election Um, until 2024 and ultimately nobody no chancellor wants to be raising taxation just before an election and so the other consideration on the chancellor might be raising taxes early in this political and economic cycle may be a, a wiser decision to kind of stave off those increases during campaigns closer to 2024. So I think those are the political constraints that are going to be on the Chancellor's mind. And I think the economics may not suggest he necessarily has to kind of go with an increase in taxation, but it may also be a timing thing from his end.
0: And so taking those economic and political constraints together, how do you see the rumours on tax rises actually playing out? Well, I think there have
1: been two areas of tax that have been the focus of these rumours. The first is corporation tax, which is, of course, uh, a tax on uh, company profits. It's currently at at 19%. And then the other is uh, capital gains tax, which is, if you like, more of a tax on on people's wealth or the the gains they have made um, on, on certain assets. Now. On corporation tax, the UK is one of the most competitive nations globally on this. It's certainly most competitive um, among the kind of the G7. And so the chance I may reason that actually we could start raising the corporation tax from from 19% upwards. And, you know, rumours suggest it could go as high as 23% to kind of still make it one of the most competitive or, or even higher to 25%. On, on capital gains tax, sorry, the rumors are more around what we have seen on the analysis to suggest that capital gains tax could be increased in line to more in line with income tax. And for many businesses, particularly entrepreneurs, this, this could be a bit of a concern. Because it, you know, effectively, you know, raises the kind of might even mean they incur losses if they kind of dispose of certain assets or decide to kind of close their business. And we've seen a number of businesses trying to kind of preempt what's going to happen happen to capital gains tax and determine whether they should kind of um, end some of their positions and what they should do with some of their investments at this stage. Now, I think in terms of the timing, it's it would be a pretty tough ask of businesses and entrepreneurs to be making moves on either the corporation tax or capital gains tax, and saying that these changes need to be in place for the 1st of April, the new tax year. So I think It might be more likely that the Chancellor uses this budget to pre-announce a broader ambition around trying to claw back some of the COVID spending and to reduce the deficit by increasing corporation corporation tax and capital gains tax, perhaps, also. But saying that this will either happen later on in the year, perhaps in the autumn, or announcing it for the next tax tax year That said, i wouldn't rule out the chancellor having bad news for business and needing them to prepare in in three or four weeks time for higher taxation Uh, but it seems that given the kind of wider economic and political situation the chancellor will also equally be careful you know with the political constraints that he would be equally careful um not to damage the kind of environment which businesses are operating in. But it it does really highlight the kind of um, the level of uncertainty for businesses at this stage.
0: And a lot of people have been talking about the big Biden stimulus in the US. It sounds like the UK budget might be more focused on ongoing COVID economic support. But can we expect to see anything in the way of a stimulus package, would you say? I
1: don't think we'll be seeing anything on the level of the 1.9 trillion U.S. dollar fiscal package and stimulus that, that might be taking place in the U.S. You know, uh, certainly in the U.K. will be far more modest and into into the into the billions, low billions, perhaps. Ultimately, it seems like given the timing of this budget and the information that the Chancellor has. It seems that some of the biggest stimulus type measures might be put off at this stage and instead that this budget is used as an opportunity for the Chancellor to announce an extension to existing COVID support in line with the roadmap uh, that was announced uh, and also just to communicate things to the market and businesses around his ambition on taxation. Now, the reason why I say this is, we know that there is this underlying ambition from the government to effectively refresh the industrial strategy, to look at research research and development, innovation and boost productivity, uh, and also to, to regenerate and re-spark business investment, which has been weak for a number of years, not just, over the pandemic but it seems that in in the kind of months of this year and, and since the budget was announced i think a lot of government attention would have been focused purely on coronavirus and i think what they'll do is they'll use the the middle six months of the year whilst the economy is opening up to really evaluate and to actually kind of put a bit more uh, meat on the bones of those policies to really spark growth and the kind of the next stage of the recovery um so if you like the first stage was supporting businesses and providing them a bridge through uh lockdown and restrictions and you know this stage might be more of one where the chancellor just provides a bit of a kind of cushion for businesses as they try and rescale and then the next stage might be actually looking at those things that actually help underpin sustainable long-term growth that boost the productivity of the UK and and looks more innovation. I think they'll have more time over some months to kind of put the pieces together on that. So it is highly likely that we could see another big fiscal event or uh, a fiscal event with some chunky announcements at least Uh, later on in the autumn, um, once the government have really evaluated where we come out of uh, the crisis.
0: Well, that has been very interesting, Tej, and thank you for that very detailed preview. I'm sure we'll all be watching closely the Chancellor's announcement on Wednesday at lunchtime. And thank you to everyone at home for tuning in again. We'll be back soon with further insights and analysis.